Hey, welcome to Crosswalk Church. Today, Pastor Dan is bringing you a teaching, so head over to crosswalkphoenix.com and find today's message under the worship tab. There you can download the Crosswalk notes to follow along. And now, here's Pastor Dan. So we are starting the message series, No Help at All, and I was going to explain the kind of the basis for this, but I found a video, I think, that captures the essence of No Help at All. That building's on fire, and there's someone up there, in the window, he's in danger. Thank you, Captain Obvious. So, you've heard of me. Uh, well, do something, if you're really a superhero, rescue him. That's not really my thing. I'm more into promoting awareness, speaking truth. And that is bad. Help, please, anyone! Oh, anybody, somebody save me! <laughs> huh. You're loud. Oh, thank goodness. Uh, ma'am, not sure if you're aware of this, but these are train tracks, and they're not safe, because trains drive on them. My boyfriend did this to you. Can you help me? I don't mean to intrude, but a guy that would tie you to railroad tracks may not be someone you should be associating with. If a friend of mine tied me to railroad tracks, I may start to wonder if we're really even friends. Would you just shut up and help me already? I think I just did. Uh, no, you didn't! Oh, that's bright. What's that? Wow, can't believe we missed it. It was almost too obvious. I know. Mayday, Mayday, this is flight 6300 requesting emergency landing. Uh, we need no to fuel. Hey, guys. Hate to break it to you, but your aircraft, well, it's not doing so well. Did you parachute onto the plane? Some people don't like to share hard truths, but I'm gonna shoot you straight, guys. There may be a problem with your plane. Hey, look, Captain Nuggets, we're a bit busy right now, so... You're not hearing me. Planes like this are designed to land on the ground, not crash into it at high speed. You're in real trouble here. We know, we're in trouble. Our instruments tell us we're in trouble. Air traffic control is telling us we're in trouble. The fact that the plane is pointed at the ground and on fire tips us off to the fact that we're in trouble. Okay, well, glad I could help. If you need me, I'll be in the back repacking my parachute. Because this plane is- We know! All right. Actually, Phil Bischoff sent me that video, and he said, here, Pastor Obvious, uh, maybe you could use this on Sunday. And as we look at that video, I think maybe you can begin to understand the, where this series has come from, that they come from individuals who, who maybe have come to church before, and, and they say that a lot of times what we get from church we feel like is, is judgment. We get them telling us we have these problems, and it's like, we know, that's, that's why we're here. And, and feel like all they continue to get is, is a, a reading from a script, a, a lack of listening to what the issues are, that yeah, we understand the problem, what we need is help with the problem. And as you, you look at that kind of, that thought approach to church, what you're going to find, and as you look at that graphic, is this, is that I think all of us at certain times with people in our lives feel like we're one of those two people. 
Sometimes we're the person hanging on the wall saying, you know, I need help and you're not helping me. You're turning your back on me. It's like you're unaware of the problems that I'm having. And other times we're the person standing there completely oblivious to those around us who are hurting, uh, who, who need help and, and we don't hear their cries and, and we don't see them. Maybe even, I guess maybe sometimes on purpose, but maybe sometimes on accident, we turn our backs on them and don't help. Well, today as we look into God's word and in this message series, what we're going to see is sometimes the church is no help at all, but that is not true about God. Not true. And and what we're going to see, especially as we look at the ministry of Jesus Christ, there was something about him, as you read the, the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, and the personal accounts, individuals who heard about him recognized that he was someone to go to when they needed help. And he would hear them, he would see them, he would listen to them, he would engage with them, and then he would help them. Maybe not always in the way they wanted. Didn't mean that he always gave them whatever they, they, they would want or whatever they asked for. And the same is true with us. That as we look at this, I think it's important for us to look at this with realistic expectation. And today, as we look in a specific portion of God's word in in John 3, there's an an individual, his name is Nicodemus, came to Jesus, and and he, he wanted specific answers. And in some ways, Jesus didn't answer his questions. But in other ways, Jesus listened to what he was saying and didn't give him what he wanted. He gave him something that was maybe better. And so today, that's what we're going to do. We're going to go to John chapter 3. And if you have your Bible here or, or your uh, app, I ask you to open it now. What I'm going to do is just read through the whole account from uh, John 3, verse 1 through 16. Uh, it's not going to be up on the screen. If you'd like to follow in your notes, it's going to go all the way down straight through the readings, all the readings that are on your sheet. And this is what it says. Now there was a Pharisee, a man named Nicodemus, who was a member of the Jewish ruling council. He came to Jesus at night and said, Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher who has come from God, for no one could perform the signs you are doing if God were not with him. Jesus replied, very truly, I tell you, no one can see the kingdom of God unless they are born again. How can someone be born when they are old, Nicodemus asked. Surely they cannot enter a second time into their mother's womb to be born. Jesus answered, very truly I tell you, no one can enter the kingdom of God unless they are born of water and of the spirit. Flesh gives birth to flesh, but the spirit gives birth to spirit. You should not be surprised at my saying, you must be born again. The wind blows wherever it pleases. You hear its sound, but you cannot tell where it comes from or where it's going. So it is with everyone born of the Spirit. How can this be, Nicodemus asked. You are Israel's teacher, said Jesus, and you do not understand these things? Very truly I tell you, we speak of what we know, and we testify to what we have seen. But still you people do not accept our testimony. I have spoken to you of earthly things and you do not believe. How then will you believe if I speak of heavenly things? No one has ever gone into heaven except the one who came from heaven, the Son of Man. Just as Moses lifted up the snake in the wilderness, so, that the, son, so the Son of Man must be lifted up, that everyone who believes in him may have eternal life. 
For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. And now we go back to, to the beginning, John 3, and, and the, there's this interaction between Nicodemus, one of the Pharisees, one of the, the ruling body of the people, and Jesus. And, and those words again, I'll read them, John 3, verses 1 and 2. Now there was a Pharisee, a man named Nicodemus, who was a member of the Jewish ruling council. He came to Jesus at night and said, Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher who has come from God, for no one could perform the signs you are doing if God were not with him. And immediately in this, in this account, I hope you see that there's a tension. There's a tension there for, for Nicodemus, who's an individual who's part of the ruling council, so he's part of the establishment, and this establishment doesn't know what to do with Jesus. Because they can't deny his miracles, they can't deny his teaching, but yet they really don't want to follow him. And, and they, they don't want him to take their place of authority. And so, in the blank, let's fill that out right away. In life, we face conflicting truths and realities. In life, we face conflicting truths and realities. There are fewer and fewer places to have honest conversation. Fewer and fewer places to have honest conversation. And specifically here today, and, and in the church, what this is talking about is, is Nicodemus is someone who had doubts. He had doubts with the party line. He had doubts with the establishment, with those people who were in control. And, and what he knew is if he went during the day in public to have a conversation with Jesus, they would throw him out. They would throw him off the, the ruling board that he would probably be thrown out as a Pharisee and he would be seen as a traitor simply for having a conversation with Jesus. In the Bible, when you see with these Pharisees and the ruling council, whenever they had these conversations with Jesus, they were always trying to trap him. They were always trying to get him to say something where they could just, ha, we, we found you, you have a mistake, this is the flaw, we're going to discredit you. And so it is with us, especially now. We live in a society that is so polarized that we cannot have honest conversations anymore. Think about that. I want you to think about that, first of all, in, in, the, in the government in which we, we, which we take part of in our country. Yesterday, you saw the news, 20 more people killed in a, in a shooting. That we look at this and... and and immediately, when, when you start to have these conversations, there's camps, right? There, there's, you're on one side of the issue or another, and it gets more and more polarized from those who want to take all of our guns away and, and those who are our Second Amendment rights. And the point is, and, and I want to make this clear, I'm not calling for you to be a moderate. But what I am saying is that, that we've reached a point where we can't have honest conversation that we can't sit down like, like civilized people, like adults, and talk about this. Think about all the issues that come up. Gun control, border security and immigration, 
abortion, gay marriage, taxes, role of government, social issues, drugs, uh, racial tension. All of those things that, that, that more and more we cannot have honest conversation and we've lost the ability to truly, I'll, I'll use the word debate, and, and by debate, what I mean is, is simply have a conversation back and forth where, where you listen to someone based on the merit of what they're saying, not the position that you already have. And so, I need you to look at this from two sides, people who are here today. And, and I've said this, huh, here we go. Jesus, not a, Jesus is not a Republican. And Jesus is not a Democrat either, okay? That, it, that as you look at this, and, and this is important as we look at sometimes in our growth groups and, and teams, that we want to have these, you don't want to have these discussions. What you do is you run over people, and it's time to stop. And, and part of that stopping and caring about someone, and, and especially the church is known for this, you need to shut your mouth and open your ears for a moment. Grandma told me that. Dan, God made you with two ears and one mouth, but it seems like your mouth works twice as much as your ears. <laughs> you should be a pastor. <laughs> Can we start there? Can we please? That, and I'm going to tell you why you can't. And there's two biggest reasons. One of them is they get very emotional. And I get it. These are close to our heart. That, that if you talk to someone who, who's lost a loved one in, in a, a shooting spree, I guarantee you, they are, it is so deeply embedded in their heart. And, and if that's the case, you know what that means? You have to listen even more. And not just listen, but practice empathy and, and listen where they are coming from. Go to them where they are hurting and, and begin to understand and love them in that conversation. Sometimes it comes because of deep hurt and emotion. And sometimes, in the church, it comes from arrogance. It is, a lack of humility, a believing that I'm right and I have all the answers. And, and the worst group for that, I'm just telling you, you know who the worst group is? Pastors. They are. Trust me, I know a lot of them. And, and, it, and it comes from this, it's an arrogance. And notice how in this situation, Jesus wasn't that way. When he came, Nicodemus came, Jesus could have said, I know why you're here and I know the answer. Here it is. Have a good night. But he didn't. Let's go to the next part. Jesus replied, very truly I tell you, no one can see the kingdom of God unless they are born again. How can someone be born when they are old? Nicodemus asked. Surely they cannot enter a second time into their mother's womb to be born. And so as, as he came, really he was asking Jesus a yes or no question. And that was, are you from God or not? Are, are you, he didn't ask it right out, but that's in essence what he was asking. Are you right or are the, the ruling people, the ruling council right? Jesus, who's right? And you know the answer, the easy answer to that, I'm right. That's not so hard. Or Stephen Millerman's right. We, we learned that in the Confession of Sins today, right? That, that you, it's just easy to say, I'm right, listen to me. But let's fill in the blank. Jesus' goal was not to win an argument, but to start a conversation. 
Jesus' goal was not to win an argument, but to start a conversation. And on our spiritual journey, there are no stupid questions. Maybe one or two. No, no, no. As Jesus is having this conversation, and, and he says, you must be born again, and Nicodemus says, how can you get in your mother's womb to be born? I, I can imagine the, just the head going down like, oh my gosh, Nicodemus. You are not the sharpest tool in the shed. Nice, wh- what are you talking about? But the reality of it is, is, is when you don't know something, there's no such thing as a stupid question. I don't know Jesus. Hey, explain this to me. And even as we look at this, in this idea of listening and going back and forth, one of the things you need to be careful about because most people are wired this way, the biggest fear you have is looking stupid in front of other people. Which is why that that when we have, whether it be our our Christian essentials classes, Bible basic classes, or growth group, the number one question that is asked first, will I have to read out loud? Because I don't want to be reading out loud and, and look dumb if I don't know the words. And secondly, the second question is, will I have to talk? Because again, I'm not used to that and and I can't get my thoughts. I don't know how to do this. And in the midst of this, this is all part of this dealing with doubt. That if you don't understand this or, or this doesn't make sense to you, is the church a place where you go for understanding or is it a place where, where maybe you have experienced, you know, just shut up and listen to what I say. And I'm telling you at Crosswalk, we strive to be a place where you can come with your questions. That, that, that ones that maybe others have told you were stupid and tell you there, there is no such thing. And definitely not with Christ. And so as we go into these issues, these aren't the, the ones we're talking about in government. But in the church, can we have conversations about sexuality and moral issues, forgiveness, love, justice, death, divorce, or whatever it is that you happen to be facing, where where, where you look at this, what do I do now? When I look at what my past is and, and where I have been, is this a place where I can ask questions about it? And have room to grow in understanding of this? And the answer is yes. And definitely with Jesus, the answer was yes. With Nicodemus, continuing the conversation. And that's a a privilege I ask of you. If you come to our Christian Essentials classes, our Bible's basics classes, can I have a conversation with you? Can the leaders of our Bible study answer the questions that you have? And if there are things you don't believe, things that you doubt, that's okay. It's okay. It, it was definitely, that's what Jesus was saying to Nicodemus. That he's saying, you have some room to grow here. We continue. Jesus answered, very, I, very truly I tell you, no one can enter the kingdom of God unless they are born of water and the spirit. Flesh gives birth to flesh, but the spirit gives birth to spirit. You should not be surprised at my saying, you, you must be born again. A couple things I want you to notice there, just very quickly. When Jesus in this section three times says, very truly, I tell you. Very truly, I tell you. Maybe today, the, I would say it this way. Can I be honest with you? 
And you would like to believe I'm honest with you all the time. It's not like I'm saying, can I? But, but Jesus really, in these words, is, is asking for permission to go a little bit deeper with words that are going to be challenging to him, and they might hurt. They're, they're going to attack things that, that you hold as being close to you. And so can we have an honest conversation? He says that three times because you know what's going on, Nicodemus? We are getting closer and closer and closer to what we really need to talk about here. And I want to make sure you're up for this journey right now. Same is true with you. There are times when I don't want to have the conversation. Can I be honest with you right now? We use the terminology with our staff, are you coachable? <laughs> and, and at that moment, when someone says, are you coachable, you're going to hear something you don't want to hear. That, that's like the get, get ready for this. And sometimes my answer is no. I, I am, nope, I am out. Uh, we can have this conversation another day. And that's part of the patience too. Some days it's just not the right day to have the conversation. It's the right day for a nap <laughs> or to not have the conversation. In the blank, you can write Nick, and this is Nicodemus, shortened it to Nick, uh, needed to be open to looking at things differently. Jesus' words are a calling to start from the beginning. This is the thing, is that, that one of the things, and, and this is part, when you look at doubts and arguments, there are people who are going to say to me that, for instance, if I grew up in the church, you, you believe that way because that's what you were taught your entire life, right? So, so they're going to say, maybe they'll even say you were brainwashed as a child, that, that you, you know all that, you, you think you're right, but, but you were brainwashed. All of this was, was put inside your head. Love news for you. All of us are, are really, when you look at who we are, as you look at yourself as the, the summation of all of the experiences that you have, that's not just true of people who have been born in church, it's true of you. You, you have to realize that, that as we look at life, it's true of me. Yeah, all of the things that have happened in my life affect the way that I look at God, I look at other people, and what I believe. That what we believe to a large extent is based on what we've experienced and through our experience, what we have found that works. And, and so as we look at that, that is why a, a belief, a point of view, the, the way that you look at it is, is going to be very deep-seated because it's based on your experience. And that is why Jesus, as he was talking to Nicodemus and he's talking about being born again, that he's asking this, can you... Try to step back from who you are. Try to step back from all of the things that you think you know, from all of the things that are so deep-seated and the things that have been brought to you by your relationship with your mom and your dad and your family and, and with your pastor or with growing up with no church or whatever it is. Can we start this and strip this back a little bit? and begin this relationship with, with the Spirit of God to truly listen for a moment to what God says and to the extent that we're able to be a blank slate for God to write on. That is not easy. I, honestly, I don't even know if it's possible. 
But that is what Jesus is talking about when he talks about being born again of the Spirit. Look at things differently, not from what you, you know, but starting with what you don't know and understanding there's a lot that you and I don't know, specifically about God. We go on. The wind blows wherever it pleases. You hear its sound, but you cannot tell where it's coming from or where it's going to. So it is with everyone born of the Spirit. How can this be, Nicodemus asked. You are Israel's teacher, said Jesus, and you do not understand these things? What Jesus is saying is, this is not simple. The, the questions you're asking about are, are very hard. And it's like the wind, that he uses the wind as an example. You don't know always where the wind is going to blow. That someday it's really windy and someday it's not windy. And, and you, you look at this, um, it's like the monsoon storms. How come we didn't get any rain at my house and someone else got an inch and a half? I don't know. They, they can try to forecast that, but it's not an exact science. It's based on, on information that we have, the best information. This is what we come up with. And so this is what it means in, inside the church. That I can have my child, who I have in the church, who, who I give everything, and I, I raise him a certain way, and he grows up, and he goes off the tracks, and it's like, what happened? And then another person can grow up in a, a, without God in his life in any way, and, and all of a sudden, he'll grow up, and, and he finds God. God finds him. That you, you, we do this ministry how come it is that, that people who go to churches can, can make really bad mistakes? Well, the answer is because we're sinners, but, but the reality of it is, is that this is not an exact science. We need the Holy Spirit. We need God working on a level that we cannot understand. And because of that, you know what that means? I don't have all the answers. Some of the things, and probably the deepest things that you want answers to, are above my pay grade. They just are. And, and, and so with Jesus, as he's having this conversation with Nicodemus, understanding that as a religious leader, there were so many things he doesn't know, that we need to understand the same is true for ourselves. In the blank, you can write, Jesus doesn't promise simple answers to complex questions. Understanding the truth is a journey. This is a lifetime journey you're on. If, if Nicodemus thought he was going to get an answer that was going to, oh, now I got it. Now I can go on to something else in my life to figure out. No, Jesus is telling him this will take your entire life. The next words, very truly, very truly, I tell you, honestly. Can I be honest right now? We speak of what we know. This is what people do. We talk about what we know and, and the things that we think we know. And we testify to what we have seen. But still you people do not accept our testimony. I have spoken to you of earthly things and you do not believe. How then it, will you believe if I speak about heavenly things? No one has ever gone into heaven except the one who came from heaven, the Son of Man. And we can go right to that fill-in. Jesus' bold claim is to have heavenly wisdom. His encouragement was to have Nicodemus Doubt, oh, and this is beautiful. This, this, this fill-in is, is, is just gold. His, his encouragement was to have Nicodemus doubt his unbelief. 
On this day, Nicodemus was not going to believe in Jesus as his savior. This was not an all of a sudden make your decision for Jesus Christ moment where I'm going to choose to follow you, Jesus. That is not what this is. This day was a day and it was the beginning of a journey for Nicodemus to doubt the things that he didn't believe about God. And so if you are someone who is here today, who is brought by a friend, who, who just doesn't know about this whole God thing and how this works, or, or, or even following him, my encouragement is to doubt all the things that you think you know. That, that maybe open your mind to the possibility that you don't have it all figured out. And when you begin to realize that you don't, all of a sudden it makes you thirsty to find out things that, that maybe you have missed along the way. For Nicodemus, just so you know, this was going to go on for a couple of years. And we don't know for sure, but because he was on the ruling council, we don't know if he was there when Jesus was condemned to death. But we, we know, we have, you hear nothing. You don't read about Nicodemus ever trying to stop it. You, you don't hear about him, him saying, you know, no, Jesus is the Christ. We need to follow him. But where we do find him is after the death of Jesus, going and asking for the body of Jesus to bury it. Nicodemus took baby steps because Nicodemus was on a journey to understand who God was and how to have a relationship with him. And that is what we have as well. Your relationship with God is going to be like the wind blowing. You might come here today and maybe it is. Maybe you're in a relationship even where, you, where you, the person with you is like, all about Jesus. It's like, man, it was like a light. All of a sudden, it just, there's so much I understand about God and his love. And you're standing right next to them and going, it's not even raining here. I, and you're, you're getting downpoured by God. What's that all about? I don't know. I don't know how it works. I don't know how the Holy Spirit works. I don't know God's plan for your life in detail. But this is what I do know. Uh, the, ne the last one. And this is where he left Nicodemus. Just as Moses lifted up the snake in the wilderness, so the Son of Man must be lifted up. This is referring to a time when the children of Israel disobeyed God. They were bitten by snakes. And God, God uh, told Moses, make a brass snake. Put it up in the, uh, in the middle of the, the camp. And people are still going to get bit by snakes. But when they get bit by the snakes, if they look at this bronze serpent, they will not die because of it. They'll still get bit, but they won't die. The poison will not affect them. What God was trying to teach was this trust relationship. I know it sounds stupid. I know it, 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 it isn't something you've heard before. But what I'm trying to teach you is maybe to think that I do know what I'm talking about. To doubt your unbelief of, of, of me. To, to begin to maybe doubt yourself and what you think you know and say maybe God has something that's, that's better. So just as everyone who believes may have eternal life, for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, 
that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. And in those words, Nicodemus' answer was given to him. This is the way. Jesus, as you look at the the answers and the doubts you have in life, continue to have these doubts. Continue to question. Continue to go back to God. Continue to go to Jesus for this heavenly wisdom to, to find out what maybe you don't know, what you don't have figured out. And for all of us here today, that's a lot. There's a lot I don't understand yet about my own life, let alone yours. But the promise is this, is that this is a trust relationship with Jesus. And the way that we begin to learn it is through his cross as the only place we go for forgiveness and God's love that that love comes through Christ. And to the extent that, that we begin to grow in understanding and trust in that, we are born again. We start to look at things differently. Forgiven and loved by Jesus Christ and embracing his words, we continue to grow in our faith. So today I'm going to tell you something that is absolutely no help at all. Just listen. That's ultimately, I guess, where, where we start. But it's not just listen. It's come to the Lord with your doubts. As you read his word, as you have conversations with other Christians and there are things that you don't know, you can be honest about that without being judged, without being categorized, without being put in, in a certain category other than someone who is loved by Jesus Christ and, and, and someone who is continuing to learn and grow as a disciple of Christ. We're all in that same boat. In the blank, you can write, Jesus invites us into a trust relationship with God. Jesus invites us, you, Jesus invites you and me into a trust relationship with God that comes through honest contemplation of God's word, of Jesus' work on the cross, of your own sin, of the forgiveness that Jesus offered and God's love, all of that. This is a conversation that today I hope to start. Open and honest conversation about God's great love and what that means for your life. Let's pray. Dear Lord God, we thank you that that when you came into the world that you, uh, you are, oh my goodness, so much help. And for that reason, you continue to be. So we come to you, Lord, with our questions, with our doubts, with the things that don't make sense to us. Uh, Lord, continue to speak to us through your word, through the power of your Holy Spirit. As we lay our doubts before you then, Lord, help us to listen to this heavenly wisdom, to to things that are above the way that we think, that that are, are things we cannot come up with on our own. As we do that, Lord, help us to begin to trust you more and more. Work faith in our hearts, Lord, uh, and, and love and love in our hearts and actions as well. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So before we close, if you would like more information about Crosswalk or to listen to other messages, head over to crosswalkphoenix.com or come and see us. Services are held at Cesar Chavez High School at 41st Avenue and Baseline on Sundays at 9 and 11 a.m. Visit our website for directions. And now some closing thoughts from Pastor Dan. tell you, we are born again uh, as we believe in Jesus as our Savior. That, that's that rebirth is looking at things differently, looking at things from God's perspective, knowing Jesus as our Savior. 
But understand that when you're born again, you're, you're not born as an adult, that you, you're born as a baby and you need to grow and grow and grow. And, and so come with the doubts, Comes with, come with the things you don't know, honestly, before God, continue to grow in his word. Uh, and that's the, that's the joy of the journey of the Christian faith. And as you go today, go with the Lord's blessing. The Lord bless you and keep you. Lord, make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord look on you with favor and give you peace. Amen. Have a great day.